This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hey everyone, welcome into a brand new episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. We are happy to have you along with us. I'm Tyler Kern alongside Greg Crumpton. Greg, how you doing, man? Good morning, sir. Doing well. Um, I just wanted to, to let you know that we're on track for having uh, either landscaping or tree removal or something going on in the neighborhood. So as we're <laughs> gearing up, a, this truck pulls in with a freaking tractor on it. So who knows what's going to happen today. But uh, Oh, I can't wait. So, Josh, we usually have uh, a little bit of excitement around the podcast centered around workers around our neighborhood. So, uh, because you are uh, a man about tools and about the craft, uh, you could really appreciate that. But I don't want to steal that until Tyler properly makes that introduction for us. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so we, we need to we need to properly introduce our guest today. His name is Josh Zolan. He's the CEO of Windy City Equipment Service. Josh, thanks for coming on, man. Tyler, Greg, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you both today. Man, I'm excited about this as well. So uh, we'll see what kind of uh, noise excitement takes place uh, here on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm excited to have Josh on. Greg, uh, introduce us to Josh. Tell us a little bit about uh, him and how you know him. Well, Josh and I share a passion for for uh, you don't have to go to college to become successful mindset, and he uh, wrote a really cool book, and I, I want him to talk about that book. And uh, while I was reading that book, I just kind of connected with the man for for whatever reason. There was just a little bit of bond there. So and and we reach. I reached out to him and connected uh, originally, I think, over LinkedIn, and I uh, have talked a couple of times. And just a really really interesting guy um, runs a, a nice company or two. He I didn't know this until recently, but he's got his hand in real estate and all kinds of cool stuff. But the reason for today, uh, talking about as as we try to stay centered and focused uh, on on the Straight Out of Crumpton podcast, is how those relationships, just like we I talked about of how Josh and I came together, and how they affect our work and our businesses and our lives, and then that that gray matter between those. So, um, Josh, I. I I want you to, to introduce your book, but I also want you to talk about being a stuntman because I think that is awesome. <laughs> you know, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, and and if you end up reading my book, you'll know exactly what Greg is talking about. But uh, yeah, long story short, um, I recently published a book, uh, May of last year, called Blue is the New White. It's all about the opportunities that exist in the skilled trades industries that we're just never really taught. You know, growing up, uh, I didn't know what an HVAC technician was. I barely knew what a plumber did, you know, and it's it's not for lack of interest. It was just for lack of information. No one ever said, hey, this is a viable career path. This is something that you may want to look into, especially since I was very vocal about not wanting to go to college. Uh, that was basically my entire, you know, high school career. I was not the college guy. I was smart enough. I just, you know, I hated school. It, it just wasn't my cup of tea. I, I did not like sitting still in a classroom, listening to somebody else talk. That's not how I absorb information. I have to be doing something. I have to be, you know, working with my hands. And uh, it was just amazing to me. So when I got into the, the trades and I saw what kind of opportunities were were in this industry and, and the surrounding industries, I just, you know, felt like I had to share that. Um, 
and eventually that led to me writing the book. And uh, as Craig, uh, Greg alluded to, I didn't go to college, and it wasn't because I was getting into the trades. It was because my entire family is in the stump business, or was in the stump business, rather. Um, and that's exactly what it sounds like, lighting themselves on fire, jumping off buildings, <laughs> rolling cars, you know, all of that stuff. So that's that's what my family did all of their life, and that's what I did all through high school. So needless to say, I was very popular, you know, <laughs> despite being like five foot six. But, uh, um, you know, it, it was really unique, and it was something that I knew, uh, something that I thought I loved at the time. And when I moved out to California to actually do it, the bureaucracy kind of got to me a little bit. And, you know, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and it, it really conflicted with that um, because, you know, basically my job was to to take the place of somebody who was deemed more important than me so that they wouldn't get hurt. And eventually that that mindset just caught up to me. And, um, you know, that's when I made the, the switch from the red carpet to uh, – uh, to fryers, ovens, stoves, and restaurant kitchens uh, out here in Arizona. Well, Josh, that that um, that first year uh, of my apprenticeship sounded a lot like your stuntman, setting myself on fire, making all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff happen. So uh, maybe we we do share a little bit of uh, kindred spirit in that in that sense as well. Really, just a, a, a fascinating uh, topic. I you know. It, Anytime you get to meet somebody who you like didn't know that that's what they did, or you've never met a person who was a stunt man, you know it's kind of appealing. So uh, I'm sure that was a, a, a chick magnet for you back in when you were. I was just guy. gonna say all the ladies thought so too back then. <laughs> back <laughs> now then. it's just like what? Yeah, now it's like what are you an idiot? <laughs> you know why would you do that? Love that. Love it. Well, I, you know, really, I guess a stuntman is a skilled trade, but not what we're here to talk about today or, or how we make our, our lives and our, our careers. So off offline, you were talking about a, a, a seminar where you were the keynote or, or at least a speaker uh, at a uh, industry uh, trade show or, or uh, seminar. And I'd love to hear about that. What, how, how did that come about and, and who was it and what did you do? Yeah, so uh, that was, it, it, for short, it's RIFMA, but it's actually the Restaurant Facility Managers Association. Um, very, very large group of restaurant facility managers, which is, uh, you know, basically my main demographic, um, all the people that I work with on a daily basis. And uh, they have a, a big annual conference every year. And um, I was not a keynote, but I did. Uh, it, it, I, I spoke in what they called riff talks. It's kind of uh, their version of a TED talk, um, and it was a lot of fun. You know, I've spoken at that conference now the last two years in a row, uh, only because nobody knew about me the year before that. So, uh, but this last one was was great. I got to talk all about customer relationships, uh, professional relationships, just relationships in general, what they mean to our industry and, um, you know, us as people, what they can do for our, our business and, and really why, you know, they're so important. It's a big passion of mine. That's one of the things that I talk about often of a benefit of the skilled trades is all the people you get to meet, all the people you get to help, which is a common narrative, right? Uh, all the people in the industry that I've talked to, and I've talked to a lot of them, uh, they all circle back to the same thing, and that's the ability to help people. Um, 
which is great. And, 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 you know, at the heart of that lies the relationships. And so, you know, I'm just a, a very big advocate for creating win, win situations and, you know, really understanding that that's how business works. No doubt. No doubt it is. Do, do you talk to your texts about that? Um, so when you were talking, a couple of things popped up and I was wondering if, if the um, soft skills for you and, and transferring that, that knowledge to your technicians or helping them learn soft skills or advancing and, and really uh, down to operations, you know, and your sales folks. Do you do you have those open conversations about the the human interaction side of that? Absolutely, I think it's a necessity. You know, especially people in our industry will understand, right? You know, we're always talking about the super techs, or in any other industry, it's your your A plus employees. You know, the the superstars, your rock stars, and you know, ability is one thing to do. Uh, you know, whatever it is that uh, that you're hired to do, uh, whether that be fix equipment or sell equipment or you know whatever. But the, uh, the flip side to that is the relationships, how well you can, you can get along with others and what you can bring to the table for your customers that will keep them coming back. And so, yeah, I have that conversation, uh, with, with my technicians, uh, or I try, you know, it's, it's difficult when you have, um, you know, a lot of trucks running around and everybody's in the field, but it's definitely a point of emphasis. And, uh, I've recently, kind of revamped my my sales uh, department as well um, and brought in a new director of relationship management is his official title because, you know, I am not the type to, I don't like the the old school uh, sales model. You know what I mean? Uh, just I do. Always, <laughs> always, always out for the close. I, I just, I don't, I, I always liked building the relationship you know, and, and, you know, having, being a resource to those who rely on you, uh, and then taking advantage of the opportunities as they come when they're needed. Uh, and I, I feel like that just builds such a strong foundation. The way that I put it to my staff, right, is that when a customer of ours sees us calling on their phone, what do I want their reaction to be when they see that call come through? Do I want that reaction to be, well, what do, what do they want? You know, what does this guy want? Or do I want their reaction to be, oh, hey, so-and-so is calling me. Great. Hey, hey, let me, hey good to talk to you. Good to, see, good, to, good to hear from you. What's going on? You know what right. I mean? And so there's a big difference there. And I think it's all about the approach. No, I, I really, uh, I'm a strong believer in that too, Josh. I've, I've made a career off of educating people who are willing to issue POs to me. So I never really felt like I had to sell hard because I was always educating or introducing or expanding as opposed to just trying to make a sale. And, I, you know, I never thought about it in the way you just put that, but I, I, uh, I totally get that, you know, like, I mean, and we all do it, you know, you're driving down the road and you're like, you see that, that, uh, caller ID pop in your phone. You're like, Oh crap. Or, <laughs> Oh, cool. You know, I mean, that's the, you know, usual two reactions. And, um, that's, that's a, a really cool way to put it. And now I think about a, a couple of things, uh, while you're, while you're talking about the, the technician and, and the, the relationship, you know, and, and I would think you would attest to this. You, you may attest to this, that your customers like 
Dennis or they like Bob or they like whomever is taking care of their gear. And the the flip side of that is they they can choose to have Dennis or Bob work on their equipment regardless of what shirt Dennis or Bob are wearing. Is it a Windy City equipment or is it a service logic? That's a choice that the technician makes. The customer gets to decide in so many cases who takes care of it, not which company. And I, I think that when you, you talk about the super tech, um, th- those guys and ladies are able to discern. They want to work for a good company like WCE, and they want to take care of the customer. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I always think about that human that that logical thought process that a mature technician has when they're deciding where to work and then who they're working for. So um, just, you know, again, I'm a technician with, and I've had way too many hours behind the windshield to think about this stuff, but always think about that. You know, there's several options involved in that decision of how that tech got to that job in your truck. And, um, I think those are important things to talk about and, and to re- remember, especially. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, I, I go back to when I first started, you know, in, in, in this industry and um, my dad had started Windy City Equipment. It was just him, you know, running before, before I came on. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a businessman. He, he was a technician and, um, you know, I didn't know the first thing about turning wrenches, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I can admit that now it's, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I really didn't, but hats off to my dad because he's so old school, you know, I had to learn from the, from the bottom up, but I'll tell you something, you know, before he ever taught me to turn that wrench, um, he taught me the fundamentals of what I now know are, you know, relationships. You know, he taught me to look a person in the eye when I talk to them, uh, never to make a promise I can't keep, to take responsibility for my mistakes, um, you know, to do for others before I do for myself, to be honest in my approach and my abilities, and like all dads out there, right, to always live up to my handshake. And, you know, that was, I didn't know it at the time. But I mean, that's all, that's all surrounding relationships, right? That's, that's what keep people calling. And, you know, those are the, the values that I like to instill in my team because, um, like you said, you know, they make a choice on which company to work with and they want to take care of the customer and that customer has a choice of what tech they want to use. So, you know, you instill those fundamentals, which are, which are fantastic in my opinion, you know, it really sets the, the foundation to build on that relationship. Well, I didn't know until now, but we were raised by the same person. How about that? <laughs> I knew my dad traveled, but I didn't know how far. So, no, that that is it's so uh, important. And we've talked about it on, on this podcast before uh, as far as, you know, that that initial when that technician, he or she arrives to that job, you know, that that 30 second window of looking them in the eye, representing themselves, A, well, and B, our companies. And that's when that, that trust thing starts. And, and we talk about trust all the time on the show. And when, when does that uh, exchange of trust 
start to develop. And I think it starts like as soon as that door's open, either at a home, maybe residential or, you know, when the back door, the kitchen swings open, if you're in the equipment business or whatever, there's that little micro moment where somebody, you know, we're not supposed to judge, but people judge right then. How did you deliver? How do you look? Do you look like you're equipped to take care of my problem? And am I starting to give you, um, you know, what will develop into trust? Am I giving you that right off the bat or am I apprehensive going, holy crap, what what just rolled up here? No, I, <laughs> I think it I think it starts early. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I was just in um, I was just talking to somebody about this, actually. And, and the topic of micro messaging came up. Are you familiar with the topic of micro messaging? Uh, I've heard it. But I, I don't know a great deal about it, but it sure sounds intriguing. So in, enlighten us. Yeah. So so micro messaging basically are all the little subtle subconscious signals that you give off, right, that people pick up on, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, just eye movement or it could be something as small as eye movement or how you shake somebody's hand or what kind of truck you roll up in, how you get out of the vehicle, how you shut the door. You know, these tiny little things that we do on a subconscious level that people pick up on and they use in their judgments, their their immediate reactions to, uh, you know, how they're going to relate to the person in front of them. And we do this every day, right, constantly with, with, our, with our team, the way we walk into the office every morning, you know, at home with our spouses and our kids and, you know, and these little things, they, people pick up on them and it's, it, it's just a basic human reaction. So, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to uh, get across to my team and, and even myself, because I catch myself doing it often enough to where, you know, I, I feel like I can control it even better, um, is to, is to really pay attention to that kind of stuff. You know, when you're, when you're listening to somebody talk and they're, they're spilling their guts out to you for, for one reason or another, are your eyes shifting down to your phone every 30 seconds? Are they, are, you know, are you, uh, are you, are you taking a little extra second to blink? You know, all these things people pick up on and they use them in their immediate judgments of your character, whether or not they're right or wrong is irrelevant, right? It, it, it boils down to the perception of it, which is another thing that we talk a lot about. But you're right, that relationship, it starts immediately, I'd argue, before the door even opens, if they see you roll up. Yeah, you, you know, that's so important. Yeah, and, and we are in an industry where we typically have rolling billboards for our trucks or our vans, our uniforms, our signage. And uh, that's so, so well said, Josh, that uh, I've often said, you know, I, I can usually judge the uh, quality of a contractor on if I hear their truck pull up or not. And <laughs> if you hear them coming, that could not always be a good sign. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's fleet, it's appearance, it's do you have hubcaps on all four wheels or what? What those that that micro messaging? I never really put it, you know, through the the filter of that truck rolling up or that that door opening and you know even down to you know our guys like to wear baseball caps a lot and um our, and i'm saying our guys our industry uh mm -hmm. seems to do that and it's important to me that you know i don't want you wearing a john deere tractor hat 
if you're on, you know, company time serving a customer, I think you should represent the the company. So it's important to make sure you have hats that the guys like, you know, those little bitty nuances uh, really go into that, that first impression, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up hats because you're you're absolutely right about that. That's why I keep a, a stockpile of hats on hand because those techs, man, they they love their hats. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm, you know, back when I had hair, which was a few years back, <laughs> um, it was important that and and that had to be part of the uniform. And um no, that's that's good stuff. And and you have to invest in those little bitty things. And Reminding the guys, you know, keep those keys in your pocket. You don't need them slinging around the office and hitting somebody's computer when you walk by it. So just that little <laughs> bitty, little bitty stuff goes a long way. So Tyler, um, you know, as, as the voice of reason that you are on this podcast, not being in the industry, uh, being in, being in a total customer service business, but on a digitally, uh, transformative way how how does this resonate with you does this make sense to you and have you ever thought about it like when the door opens and somebody's standing there you know how do, how do you perceive that and do you think that relationship for you when when does that start for you yeah that's a that's a great point it's actually something we've been thinking about a lot recently at just at, at market scale in general we we released uh, an, a masterclass style series called um, called Fans First, where we talked to a guy named Jesse Cole, who's the owner of a uh, of a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas. They're in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, they do a bunch of wacky things and and you know have kind of revolutionized the way that they approach the game. But one of the things he talks quite a bit about is map out all of your different customer touch points. So, you know, when people come to, for them, it's a stadium, but for me, it's, you know, a podcast platform, it's recordings like this. And you think through all the different ways that, that clients and customers come into contact with your business and mapping out just the, the different impressions that they have from those experiences. Right. And so it's something I've been thinking a lot about is just how do we present ourselves in different ways to make sure that uh, that we're giving people that positive experience and that if there are pain points, okay, how do we adjust those pain points? And so thinking through even the small details, uh, like what you guys are talking about when it comes to hats or how you get out of a car, how you approach, you know, a, a customer, a client, um, you know, and, and the different um, the different ways to think through that is something I've been thinking through a lot as well. And and when you add in kind of a digital a digital aspect to it, there are going to be people who are really comfortable with the technology. Like Josh, you had no problem, you know, getting on, connecting. Your audio sounds good, that sort of thing, but that's not the case for everybody we talk to. So how do we walk through that process seamlessly and make it an enjoyable experience? Because even if, you know, even if they're not, you know, thinking negative things about, oh, this this is really frustrating, afterwards, you know, you don't know what their impression is going to be. And if they have a frustrating experience where getting online and connecting with us and having the conversation is frustrating, then maybe they don't have a positive impression of you afterwards. And, you know, so it's just a lot to think through. And and I think it's smart to think through those things because, yeah, in the end, people are constantly building an opinion of you and, and associating that with the business. So, okay, what diff, what types of things can I do to make this experience as good as possible and as positive as possible for for the people that I'm coming into contact with? That's cool to think about it through through your eyes, Tyler. And you know, I think the ultimate goal is we all want to perform at a level that that we hold ourselves to, whatever that is. And I would think, knowing the three of us as I do uh, at varying different degrees, 
we all maintain a pretty high standard of what we want to deliver, you know, our ethics about getting up and making it happen, what have you. I, I find it really interesting that, you know, what happens on this podcast and Josh's takeaway from it, is that the beginning of a, of a relationship where you guys figure out later, hey, you know, that guy was spot on. I need some help. And if you have that kind of good good experience through connectivity, through content development, through editing, all that stuff that that is kind of the backbone of a podcast, does that transfer into future business? Because that really is is so relational and not transactional after the first one. Now you you may learn about somebody and develop a rapport through a transaction. But then it's, it's germane to the health of, the, of a long-term relationship. It's got it's to gotta take on a little baby life of its own and, and, and kind of feed itself. And that only happens if you have success on the front end, typically. Now, always there's a, you know, caveats to that. But I just, I just find that really cool of how a little bitty transactional uh, event can then you know, prosper into what, well, how we got together, you know, through somebody, somebody called on us and, and it worked. So really cool to think through. So Josh, in, in your, um, in your business, Wendy city equipment, how, um, and without, you know, disclosing anything you don't want to, but just curious about your return customers, how many are repeat reoccurring revenue customers versus, you know, that one off or, or that new one, that new customer who just happened to find you somehow. How does that look for you guys? Uh, I'd say it's about 95%. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm believe me when I tell you that uh, we have some of the same customers today that we did 17 years ago when it was just me and my dad. Um, That's cool. You know, and really, it's it's funny you ask this question because I realize that that we do very well in 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 that arena. Um and I've always tried to, you know, figure out why that is. You know, I've I've laid out our values. I've I've talked, like I said, about relationships, and and I've always had a pretty good idea. But it was, I think, last year or two years ago that I really dug deep and um, did some analysis, asked my best customers some questions, my best relationships. You know, because we have that type of relationship where I can call them up and say, hey, you know, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just got a question for you. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about my own business and I'm hoping you can help me as funny as that sounds. But really what I found is it's, it's four things. It's, um, before we entered into, uh, relationships with any of them, you know, the first thing we did was we found out what they want and we made it sure we made sure that it aligned with what we wanted, at least, you know, uh, closely aligned. So al- aligning our objectives, uh, we both want the same thing. You know, they want to they want to decrease uh, R&M. I want to decrease R&M for them. How are we going to do that together? You know, so that was the that was the first step. And then the second step. And, and my dad is like, he's he's marvelous at this. But, you know, and I'm still in awe every day. I still learn from him and every day because he's the most authentic person that I know. And authenticity, we've found breeds authenticity. So you know, if we're authentically ourselves, tell it exactly how it is, then usually it encourages the relationships that we have to do the same. 
And that authenticity just trickles down throughout both of the organizations. And it really eliminates any question uh, about trust or, or anything like that. Now, we're still battling perceptions industry-wide, you know, on of perceptions, but you have to break through that barrier first, you know, show them that authenticity. And then that helps create win-win scenarios, right? Each side wants the other side to do well. And that's key. We don't have any relationships where, um, you know, our our customer or the other side of the relationship doesn't want to see us succeed. And yeah. and likewise, too, the other way, you know, the other way, too, we want to see all of our customers succeed. And if we foster that mentality through the company, you know, that that shows it, it, it shows really, really well. And, um, you know, people see that. So uh, so we create win win scenarios. And then from there on out, it's all just about communication and being honest you know, open communication at all times, whether it's, you know, the stupidest question in the world or the most complex question in the world, whatever it may be, that communication has to be on point in all aspects of the company. And the customer has to feel comfortable picking up that phone, again, going back to soft skills, right? And, and you know, building the type of relationship we want, they have to feel comfortable picking up that phone and saying, hey, what's going on, rather than the alternative, which is what? Stop calling. Because- yeah. A lot of times we don't get fired, right? The phone just stops ringing. Do you have a human answering the phone? Yeah. So we actually, uh, first and foremost, there's a menu just to direct people where they want to go, you know, as sure. far as what department, like uh, service, whatnot. But as soon as they hit that button, it rings right to a real person. And then uh, after hours, I have an after hours dispatcher, so I don't have to worry about a menu or anything like that. Somebody, somebody always answers the phone after hours. Is that an employee or you subcontract that? No, we tried subcontracting it, but uh, it just it just didn't work. You know, I don't know if we didn't find the right company or or what, but uh, no, I've no, got you uh, you, you're doing it right. In my yeah, opinion. I've got internal employees. It, it just it works better, right? It's about it's all about that communication. Well, the, and I'm asking you these things, Josh, because the company that that my wife and I, you know, conceived, started, grew, and eventually sold. Is so in alignment with what you, you're talking about, the, the, the four qualities, uh, how you handle that communication. Um, it's just remarkable that, you know, I think that these, and not in a braggadocious way, but just that if you stick to these customer service principles, you build good relationships and you have that ability to, uh, you know, call your customer and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm I'm trying to make sure I'm doing the best job I can do for you. Will you help me? Can can you give me some advice on on this point or that point? To the fact that um, several several months ago we had a gentleman on this podcast named David Jones, who was a CEO of a, of a very successful um, co-location company in the data center market, and um, he went on to tell the story that I never knew that it was important for him to make a good relationship work with me because we needed each other. I needed him for revenue and for, you know, ongoing uh, customer needs. He needed us to be there and be equipped and be paid well enough that we could serve him properly. So that goes back to that alignment really, really strongly. So I just, I love the fact that, that tried and true, uh, you know, efforts and facts 
still vet out really good results. So, and then the, the other thing really cool that you're doing, and I hate using that word cool, but I've yet to figure out a better one. So I use it. <laughs> um, is the fact that you have a 95% retention rate on your customers and you're even at that point, you're investing now in a relationship specialist, or, or I can't remember the exact wording you used, but a customer relationship manager, so to speak. And, and I mean manage in not a dictatorial way, but uh, it, 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 like a arm hugging kind of way. So congrats <laughs> on doing that. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a very necessary uh, position to have, just considering how much we value the relationships that we do. And and let's be honest, you know, through the growth of the company, uh, I I hold a lot of the key relationships. You know, some of my managers hold uh, key relationships as well as far as being the main point of contact. But through the growth, that's the hardest thing to keep intact is being able to manage all those relationships you know, in one spot. So the, the guy that I brought on to, to, um, you know, do this position, director of relationship management is just, a, a I mean, he's, he's a fantastic person. And, you know, in, in Windy City, that's, that's always my number one focus is to find fantastic people that are fantastic at what they do, because often they fit with our values, you know, the most. And I think if you don't mind, the one, the one thing I want to add about all this relationship stuff um, we live in a world of screens, right? I mean, we live in a world of email, text messages, uh, work order management platforms. And I think the most important thing to remember right now and for the coming generations in our industry, in any industry, is that in every single email, every text message, every service channel work order, right, is the relationship. A relationship that's infinitely more valuable than the screen's that connect them. So anytime that you can pick up the phone, hear somebody's voice, or make a trip to look somebody in the eye, to shake their hand, you know, to do those things that that are so fundamental to strengthening that bond, you know, that's that's where the value is. It's not in typing back and forth, you know, although it's necessary in this day and age. Don't, you know, misconstrue what I'm saying there. It's necessary, but don't forget the human element to it. No, well said. And I think that that is why platforms like Zoom and Teams has has just taken off into the stratosphere during the COVID uh, outbreak that we're going through now, COVID-19, is because you could do it on a conference call. But our brains, mine, I'll speak for myself, need uh, that screen time. I need to see other people that I'm talking to. And I traveled last year. I did 150 some odd thousand miles. I've got like two miles this year in the air. And that was getting <laughs> home as quickly as I could when the thing started. But it, it's so important uh, to to keep that. Uh, and it sounds old school as hell and I'm okay with it. But that one-on-one, -on -one, let's go get a cup of coffee is so, so important. And I can't wait to get back to that. Yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> I'm very excited to, to start shaking some hands. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to do it with gloves and uh, hand sanitizer, but uh, <laughs> soon, soon enough for sure. Josh, I feel like that I swear I could talk to you all day about these points. And I, I'm sitting here writing like a fiend right now, so I apologize if I've moved my head too much. But 
so many of your points are, are, are fundamental, as you said, but so important that I think it's important to capture them and, and, and make sure that we're repeating those to the right folks. And the right folks could be just about anybody that we work with because we all need those reminders. You know, you, you just, we get so going down, you know, whatever lane or whatever channel we happen to be in or on that sometimes those basics can escape us. So thank you for, for, um, you know, those, those four points, the alignment, authenticity, the win-win and the, you know, I use the term clear, open and honest communication. And, um, you know, it's the same, you, you said it really well a while ago. I don't know if you know it, but when you said you, you don't get fired often, they just quit calling. And to me, I, I need to be fired one way or the other. I can't stand that lack of, uh, that lack of contact. Cause if you don't want me, just say, Hey, you know, we're going to do something else, but you just don't get that a lot. And, um, but I, I'll, I'll love your four points. So thank you for, uh, for sharing those. I know it sounds weird, but we're almost out of time. Um, I can't believe how fast this has gone by. <laughs> Every hope, time, man. I hope the listeners feel that way and they're not <laughs> going like fast forward. But um, Tyler, uh, any any closing thoughts or, or uh, before you, you pitch it over to Josh? I'm just curious, anything strike you or, or did, did we come across like we are on the right track of, of keeping these relationships healthy and happy. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, I, I thought what you guys said was, was incredibly on point. And, um, yeah, I think, I think Josh's perspective on this has been really, really valuable to get here on the podcast. And, uh, what he shared today was, was fantastic. And I want to give Josh also the opportunity to, uh, to tell people where they can find his book, where they can find more information about him and, um, you know, and, and what he does at Windy City, uh, equipment service. So, uh, Josh, give us a little, uh, a little info on where people can find out more about you. Absolutely. Uh, before, before I do that, I just want to reiterate those ever important values one more time. Look a person in the eyes when you talk to them. Never make a promise you can't keep. Take responsibility for your mistakes and only judge others by their willingness to correct them. Do for others before you do for yourself. Be honest in your approach and your abilities. And of course, always, always, always live up to your handshake or your fist bump hmm. these days. But uh, yeah, I can, uh, you can, you can find me at uh, anywhere on LinkedIn, just search Josh Zolan or my podcast is available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, or YouTube, just search blue is the new white. Uh, otherwise you can go to blue is the new white.com to get it all in one place. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Yep. At Josh Zolan everywhere. Wow. Josh, what a rock star, man. And, and just keep in mind, you know, we have like 23 million listeners of this podcast, so we're about to blow you up, man. You better get that, <laughs> better get that printer going full, full <laughs> tilt, baby. All right. Well, again, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. And Tyler, why don't you take us to the house? Absolutely. Well, yeah, huge, huge thanks to Josh for uh, for joining today and for his insights. Again, that's Josh Zolin, Z-O-L-I-N. Uh, you can find him in uh, the places that he listed earlier. But, uh, but Josh, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you both so much for having me on. Absolutely. And Greg, thanks for joining me today, man. It's always a blast. Totally, totally uh, worth 
all 47 minutes of this. So thank you, <laughs> Tyler, for your magic and uh, for putting this thing together again for us. Absolutely. Well, it's always a, it's always a blast. I always feel like I learned a ton. And so I uh, love getting a chance to be a part of these. And of course, thank you so much for listening. We couldn't do it without listeners. And so we appreciate you all listening very, very much to this episode of the podcast. We'll be back soon with more episodes of Straight Out of Crumpton. But until then, have a great day, stay safe, and we'll talk again soon.